how, how you doing? A good man. Long time no see. You know, in the in the podcast continuity, at least. No, we did one last week, surely. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We've done one every week consistently yeah. for the last at least eight weeks. Cool. Easy. Don't know why we brought that up. <laughs> really? Because this is business as usual. Yeah, I know everyone really liked our Thor and Miss Marvel episodes. Bidding this dick in your mouth. I don't know. <laughs> what? Bidding these nuts. Got him. <laughs> what? We're going to return on that, are we? Yeah, we're going to get the, the, the top shelf comedy down you. and we're going to shake it up a little, decant it, ah, and, and take little, little, and em- little sips of, and em- of, the, of the top class comedy. An embarrassment of a human being. That's disgusting. We have no tweets. <laughs> so hang on, you're trying to tell me that we weren't gone for eight weeks and we still didn't get any tweets. We didn't get any tweets. We like, got even from the regulars. We, we got some tweets from the regulars about uh, prior to the Jurassic World Dominion episode we did. Fuck's sake! Was that the last one we did? Yep. Fuck! This bit is tearing at the seams. Well, and you know, on a quick note, I know everyone was expecting maybe a Thor, Ms. Marvel, Obi Wan episode. Um, so that's exactly what we've got in store for you. <laughs> Here we go. I haven't even watched Ms. Marvel. Miss Marvel's pretty good. I, 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 did I watch the ending of Obi Wan Kenobi with you? Uh with me, I don't think so. I and don't think I've seen, seen it. the ending. I yet. don't think I've seen it. Uh, I liked Obi Wan. I like I like Miss Marvel quite a bit. Um, is, is this what we're doing? We're just covering them quickly uh, before that we did. I like Thor. I just right? there's not really. I, I was saying to you earlier, but I'm like the discourse around like Marvel and Star Wars and that is very irritating. And super boring. Yeah, I'm kind of over it. Yeah. And it, it feels very secular to the point I'm like, everyone hates Phase 4, but Age of Ultron's now like a hidden classic. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I lived through Age of Ultron. I can tell you it's not. <laughs> like, I was there when it was, like, as good as people were saying, when it was better than people were saying, when it was worse than people were saying. People have no idea how the fuck to feel about that mess of a movie, because it's a mess. It is. And if you like it, that's great. I don't mind it. I don't think that... There's no movies in the MCU I don't act... Like, I actively don't like. There's some great bits in it. Ant-Man and the Wasp. (laughs) Don't really like that one. I showed that to my sister the other day. Yeah. And she was like, this is the worst Marvel movie by far. I fucking hate it. (laughs) And they ruin all the best bits in the trailer, too. Fair enough. Like, making all the cool stuff giant or small, Mm. every single one of them's in the trailer. Mm. Yeah. The best part to come out of that is... um, is the FBI guy who yeah. then appears in WandaVision. Yeah. The guy learning magic. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean, do, do we want to do we want to tickle Thor a little? Or um, do I like Thor. <laughs> I I I think I'm done with that kind of humor. I I know like Takawatiti, you do some good shit. I don't give a fuck. About Thor anymore, and I know that sounds so fickle because it was only one movie ago that we really liked it, but that movie was like fucking so long ago now, and I'm so sick of seeing this shit. I really love the black and white sequence, so cool. And, and I Christian really Bale's performance like was Christian awesome. Bale, and yeah. fucking Jane Foster was uh, was well fleshed out and good in this moment, and then just completely discarded. Um, I thought it all worked. It was all fine, but I would have actually liked to see the more of Jane Foster. Got all the Thor powers. Yeah, that was real Shazam fan moment there. That was good. A plus. Yeah, 
I loved it when they're like the, the little girl's got the teddy bear and she's uh-huh. just laser eyeing everybody. So good. It reminded <clears throat> me of uh, season one of The Boys, where Butcher. Have you you've watched The Boys? Yeah, you've watched season one. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the baby with the laser vision. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. <clears throat> you only watched season one of The Boys. I've, I've watched season one and two. Mm. We did season one and two when season two came out. Did we? Yeah, we did. I don't remember. I didn't watch season three. Uh, but yeah, thought was all right. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. I haven't even finished with Marvel. It seems okay so far. I, I like. I'm a little bit uh, iffy about the the power thing, but that I think obviously because stretchy people just look bad in live action. Well, I think the way they handle it in the final episode is quite good. Okay, <clears throat> personally, and I think Fair like, I will take your word for that. Once they're like, this is her just using the power fully, and it's, she's got it down now. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, I would kill. Mm-hmm. For um, Ms. Marvel, America Chavez, Spider Man, and Kate Bishop, like, give us the Young Avengers. Yeah, give us Young You've Avengers got them already. all there, and if you wait like five years, they're all going to be like thirty. Yeah, that, <laughs> so that do is it, how aging works. Do yeah. it now. Yeah, but that's why they've been working on the CGI de aging stuff. Because <laughs> surely, if you can make, um, if you can make Michael Douglas look twenty, then you can make anyone a child. <laughs> well, I mean, I assume they'll just all be played by Luke Skywalker. Ah! Not Mark Hamill. Not Mark Hamill. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, good humour, good jokes, very good. Um, and on uh, that note, should we talk about the things we're actually good at talking about, Cal? Excellent. Play the music. <laughs> Podcast about what you've been waiting for us to talk about forever, baby. <laughs> I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam. We're talking about Doctor Who and the Daleks. <laughs> the, the hit 1965 movie starring Peter Cushing and some other people. Available on Blu ray in a HD remaster in a sanity near you. <laughs> You know that store that's now empty but still has the sign up that's next to McDonald's? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Just go in there and dig around a little bit. You'll find it. So, you'd seen this movie a few years ago. I'd not seen Dude, it ever. In the early days of my Doctor Who fandom, like mm-hmm. in like 2006, when I was really into this shit. We're talking like season two of the new era early. Yeah. when We're talking werewolves and like the Queen's a werewolf. <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. Man, why wasn't... Man, that would have been really cool if, like, Liz Ten from the Dinosaurs on a Spaceship episode... Is that what, is that who she was? No, no, the Beast Below episode. Yes. Yeah, like, the, the far-distant relative of the Queen was, was also a, a werewolf. werewolf. That would be sick. And, the, and for the Doctor to go, trust me, it makes sense, but it's just not worth explaining right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty good. That would have been funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so back then I watched all the Peter Cushing movies. Um, yeah, nice. Partly because I was like, ah, classic series, that's going to take so long where I could just watch two movies and get the gist of it. <laughs> well, to be fair, yeah. uh, the depiction of Ian, identical. <laughs> no differences. But I really hope, I really hope people read this title and go, you know what? I've not seen that. 
Maybe I'll watch it before I listen to the Video Shop podcast. All three of you out there listening, right? Do that. Because, oh boy. <laughs> Joke's on us. Everyone saw the title and was like, really? Eight weeks and this is what we get? This is what we get. Nobody's like, ooh. <laughs> Finally, they're going back to their roots. <laughs> to be fair, we started with Doctor Who. And we'll fucking end with Doctor Who. Doctor or Doctor Who will end us. Oh my One god! One of those two possible options. Sixtieth oh, anniversary, did we man. Do an episode on the Sea Devils episode. Yeah, I think we did. I think we covered it very briefly. Yeah, bad. Not um, good. <laughs> big disappointment. A little that bit. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. That's one of the last times we'll see Jody. Yeah. I, I I like the Dalek reset episode. To be fair. But speaking of the Daleks, mm. so the Daleks in this uh, this movie exists because Dalek Mania. Hoo hoo, boy, it's a it's a biggie. <laughs> People love them some Daleks. <laughs> Dalek Mania is sweeping the nation, Cal. Uh, uh, yep, it, it certainly is in 1965. <laughs> yeah, the year where we're recording this, the year of our Lord 1965, our Lord. featuring Daleks. <laughs> our Lord being Peter Cushing and the rise of fascism. I mean, the, the Dalek Mania. <laughs> Everyone wants to be the Daleks. Mm. Hiding behind their couches, Cal. Mm. Or their sofas. Yep. I use quotation marks around sofa because... It's technically the right term because couches only have one arm. You're going to only have one arm in a minute, (laughs) mate. (laughs) (coughs) Okay, sorry. Because my thought process there was, like, that's a funny threat to, like, play on the wordplay. But then I tried to picture you actually, like, committing violence against anybody. And it was way funnier. Well, I'm like, I, I kind of now I'm looking around. I'm like, how would I do it? <laughs> you can't. I don't believe that you could. I'd have to wrap like the power cable from like my laptop or the the power cable from the mic around your arm. That's hard enough that it breaks off circulation. Yeah, cool. And then you've still got to get through the bone and flesh. Yeah, well, I'll go get a knife. You don't have a knife. Upstairs, I do. You're a vegetarian. What do you need a knife for? <laughs> Vegetables. Anyway. <laughs> Vegetables are harder. They're more solid than meat, Cal. I, it's I wouldn't know. It's I don't eat vegetables. I'm a normal person. It's important to me that you understand. <laughs> How accurately they depicted Ian. In this Correct. Movie. It was um, so funny, man. Some of this fucking slapstick Dick Van Dyke bullshit they get him to do is really great. He's just... He's, he's a cowardly, bitchy... <laughs> Little fucking cuck boy. Um, <laughs> wow. And look, I like compared to like the 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 thoughtful, you mm. know, relatively level-headed teacher that mm. Ian was in the show. Mm. It's a departure. Well, and and the the brave, uh, level-headed, intelligent uh, child that Susan is, and the completely brain-dead damsel in distress bimbo fucking. Nothing of a character that Barbara is in this fucking movie. Yeah, Barbara gets probably the shortest end of the stick. Like, she gets shafted harder because she gets nothing. Like, at least Ian is hilarious well, comic she's, relief. She's just Ian's love interest. Were they together in the original show? I don't think I it don't was ever... Know. I don't think it was ever... Because they were both just a, teachers, yeah? Yeah. Like she basically and they were worried went, because I don't want to go their to student a, lived in a junkyard. Yeah, and the and the... Barbara was just like, I don't really want to go to a junkyard alone at this time of night. So, Ian, do you reckon you could, like, drive me there? Yeah, and that's all reasonable. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
gee, watching the first episode of Doctor Who is weird considering where we're at now with it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, because this is all canon now. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> he The character is Doctor Who. Yeah. Mr. Who. Yeah, Doctor. His, yeah. Doctor. Mr. I can Dr. only Sir assume Who. his name is John Smith Who. And he has a doctorate of... Science. Sticking shit together, calling it a time machine. <laughs> like the, the we'll, tiny... get, we'll get there. <laughs> um, well, we've got Susan, <laughs> Susan is like a good 10 years younger. Yeah. She's like a proper child. She's a proper child. Yeah. With just as much, you know, sturdiness as the original Susan. Yeah. Like, just as much, just as headstrong, which we love to see. And she's a proper, like, protagonist for this movie. Like, yeah, she's a very she, fun she's character. She's pretty much the. Yeah, pretty much the main character, apart from Ian-ish. Mm. Um, but Ian's mostly just there because Susan can't lift shit and throw it down an elevator shaft. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't do that really either. Here's the old man helping. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Susan would have had more lifting power than Ian. Oof. Take that, Ian. I'm just saying, no offence to the poor bloke that played him. It was a caricature of the... It was the Dick Van Dyke-esque style character... Of the day. Mm. Bad. <laughs> Look, I, I think we both had a great time watching it. Funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I did have a great time. Mm. But mostly because I'm like, he's the worst. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and also, Barbara and Susan are both granddaughters of the Doctor. Yes. Which makes them sisters. Yes. With and a huge age difference. Yes. I can only unless she's assume... unless unless <clears throat> I, I suppose Ian and Susan are both much younger than they are in the show though. Maybe so they're like early twenties. Yeah, so they or... might be or even eighteen, nineteen. So they could be eighteen. Like they could be. You like know, high she's still season. at home. They're still doing the whole you know granddad meets the boyfriend thing. So mm. yeah, they could be like eighteen even. Mm. And uh, like they they could be like. The age difference could only be six years. They could be cousins? I guess the Doctor could have multiple children and they could both be the children of those children, of different ones of the Doctor's children, so they could be cousins? Yeah. Yeah, they could be. So both the Doctor's children died in the same car accident, I assume. <laughs> Off screen. Off screen. Before the it's movie not mentioned. Ever. Yeah. Not addressed. I mean, I assume that they were had their parts harvested to build... Bits of the TARDIS. So we can... Do we want to... <laughs> yeah. The windows are glass and see-through. Mm. So you can clearly see mm. that it's smaller on the inside. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> like, like when they open the door, because yeah. the windows are see-through, mm. you can mm -hmm. see through the window on the other side. Yeah, from when you're seeing the TARDIS from the outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because well, don't they do a similar thing like that in Modern Who at the moment where like the there's like a little landing that's the size of the TARDIS and then it opens up? Yeah, the inner do the inner walls are mm. kind of like... They they've often made it box-like. Mm. Well, actually, that's only since the... the it's relatively recent. But I was going to say, it's, yeah. yeah. And, but I think it's, ki it's kind of smart because then you have the inner walls are... The, the, the relative shape of the TARDIS is the same. The back walls just extends way out. Mm. And it means you can, um, from a set perspective, you can have the TARDIS on the set with just the back wall painted. Mm. The inner walls can be kind of the same. Mm. I think it works well enough. Yeah. Um, the TARDIS mm. console room in this, the worst one, right? 
Like, considering they had a movie budget, yeah. they made the worst TARDIS console room. Uh, but this is just a, a, a human being making this in his garage. So Correct. It, but, like, I don't understand his cable management. His cable management seems to be hang them up at eye level. <laughs> what cable management? <laughs> yeah, correct. It's, he's done the opposite. Like, this room is largely empty. There's fuck all machinery in it for a time machine. Yeah, there isn't any. And, and all the cables are just hanging up at eye level with buttons attached to them through some clear cellophane. So you've got to, like, support the button from behind while you press it. It's, like, it's, it's really ragtag. I like it, but it's definitely... <laughs> bad it's ugly <laughs> did you care about spoilers for what the console room looks like in the next one do in they the change invasion of earth yeah is it better yeah it's much better is it, it more like the show it's more like a living room <laughs> <laughs> i'm okay with that the yeah. best hardest console room is from the tv movie correct also had a tv budget mm-hmm. american like well american american tv movie budget mm. which is more than nothing mm. best console room yeah hands far. down yeah like it's not even a competition. Mm. No, it's uh, it's the coolest one. Like, in fact, bring it back. Yeah, I would pay any amount of money for that to be the TARDIS console room again. It, it would be excellent. Bring back Paul McGann and do a mini series with him. Just do a whole series of Paul McGann as the yeah. Doctor set in before the Time War. Yeah, they just, won't. Just you make, won't, Russell T. Davis. Just you're make scared. Television versions of the audio plays. That would also be fine. You don't have to do them all. Just do some of them. Some of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, this is now canon because uh, this version of the Doctor is the pre-Hartnell one, prior <laughs> Timeless Child. Yeah. After the Timeless Child has decided to live on Earth. Maybe a chameleon arch Doctor. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Well, actually, that's an interesting point. If this is David Tennant, <laughs> like multiple regenerations down the line... The, the TARDIS coral from the yeah. deleted scene ne- never happened. So yeah. he's just built a TARDIS in his <laughs> in his shed. Oh, not even another regeneration. You could just say this is old David this Tennant. This is old David Tennant. He looks enough like him. I believe Rose it. is long dead. Mm. He named their children, you know, mm. something. And then their grandchildren got named after mm. his children from the mm. prime timeline and friends. Mm. They just happen to know an Ian. It's a common enough name. Yeah, which explains why... I mean, the, the, the biggest thing we'd have to explain is why Ian is so similar. <laughs> just coincidence. Cosmic coincidence, we'll Cosmic call that coincidence. one. coincidence. Well, I mean, it is, it is an alternate reality. Uh, it's also a bit strange that they're in 1965. I well, mean, he's got a working TARDIS now, doesn't he? Yeah, true, true. That's a good point. <laughs> they went back in time. Yeah. This is all headcanon. Absolutely, but that's the best kind of canon for Doctor Who, because the real canon doesn't fucking matter, apparently. The only Uh, thing that'll bring this undone and will force the hand for the headcanon to be, this is a timeless child, Doctor, mm. is... um, they inevitably undo the the timeless child story. Well, well, if they undo that, then we're going to have to reassess (laughs) Peter Cushing standing in the headcanon timeline. But for now, it's a grown-up old David Tennant doctor. Yep. Who calls himself Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Because he, it's funny. It's funny. He's human. But he built a TARDIS from scratch. Yep. Because that's a thing he can do. Because he basically did that seven regenerations ago. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and he uh, is in that other universe. Mm. He loses Rose and is sad. So he decides to use his time machine to take him and his family 
back in time mm. to the sixties to live in a more fam- uh, uh, in to, uh, to live in just a different place. Mm. And then he goes and sees the Daleks and doesn't recognise them. Yeah, okay. Hmm. How do we make that work? uh, Because, I don't know. Alzheimer's. Look. (laughs) He is human. He is human. Mm. It's just memory loss. Yeah, could be. I mean, it could also be that he knew exactly what was going on. And he knew... He he knows very much about the Daleks. The Daleks are also quite different in this than they are in the... In yeah, they've got claws instead of plungers. Which is an excellent upgrade. And Massive. Instead of firing laser beams, they shoot sort of like uh, atomic breath, like Godzilla style. Which I highly <laughs> rate. It it's, looks sick. It's very cool. And they have long form conversations, one syllable per second. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> I'm sure that happens in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it though. Mm. Bad. Yeah. And I'm sure it was never that slow. I'm like, sure it wasn't either. And. Like, it's not, it's not entire, like, it doesn't ruin the movie or anything, but hot damn is it annoying. And like, it seems like these are more like a cabal of particularly shitty people rather than these, like, hive mind of yeah. super evil genocide. You see, like, maniacs. a hand coming out from under a blanket at one point. Yeah. And that, <clears throat> I thought that was going to come back. It doesn't. doesn't it's just a little back, hint no. of what they might look like. Yeah, yeah. Um... Which is uh, a green sort of webbed hand with fabulous gold nail polish. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of fabulous gold, <laughs> the Thals in this. The th- do we ever? So s- hot. Do we ever see the Thals in? Yeah, the- in the original Dalek story, you see them. Okay, but I, they all—they're just yeah. like I don't normal remember. People, yeah. They're just kind of normal people, I think. Yeah. In this one, they're like fabulous, like gold hair and eye, like blue eye makeup. Yeah, and the trailer refers to them as giants. When which they're is, clearly shorter than Peter Cushing. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Peter Cushing is like 6'5 or something. He's a man. very tall man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's quite a large boy. Mm. He's got a like hunch for most of the movie and he's still taller than he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought completely. Choo-choo, baby. Choo-choo. That's the sound of trains <laughs> leaving the it, station in, of Carl's brain. <laughs> in the first Doctor story... The, yeah, they use a coat to to insulate the floor against the Daleks so the Dalek yeah. can't move. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I love it. Very I funny. wish modern Daleks could be defeated by a coat. <laughs> or I wish a writer would make it happen as like a reference. Oh, and like, at one point, the Thals in this just lasso a Dalek and yeet it down an elevator yeet- shaft. Oh, and it's so... I, <laughs> that's another... I was saying while we were watching, I want more yeeted Daleks in New Who. <laughs> I know they're expensive props, and yeah, they can yeah, fly and, and they stuff. can fly and shit. Just throw one down an elevator shaft and watch the pieces of it explode. Mm. There's a classic uh, in the Peter Davidson Dalek story. Mm. I don't know if you remember it, but they they yeet a Dalek out of a second story window, <laughs> and it smashes on like the concrete, like yeah. the road in London. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Like, when this one hits the back wall of the shaft it's thrown into, its eye stalk, like, snaps off and does a little spin. It, like, flies backwards yeah. with enough speed to snap off and dent the wall behind them. I'm so sure. good. <laughs> and, like, you can't plan for that. Those no. are, like, the kind of little happy... Those little happy moments mm. that you miss when you don't yeet real dark. Well, and when you're watching uh, burly men with uh, Vulcan haircuts that are that are blonde with fabulous eye makeup and gold nail polish, they're all so hot. Just like in their like plunging neck. Oh my god! There's <laughs> <Two necks>. plunging. 
at a certain point, it just becomes a vest. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're showing like belly button cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> it's going all the way down, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they are just yeeting Daleks. They're just like glistening as they're yeeting these Daleks. It's so good. <laughs> It's it's quintessential, actually. Uh, it's it's imagery that we need to see more of. Frankly, yeah, I yeah. want to return to these styles. Mm. Um, and I'm so glad this whole thing's now canon. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's one good thing to come out of the timeless child. It's this officially being canon. Yes. Well, except that we've said it's not the timeless child. It's David Tennant. Oh yeah, Metacrisis yeah. Doctor. Yeah, Metacrisis Doctor. Right. But yeah. mm. th- that might be undone by. The 60th anniversary special. Which has got to bring back Metacrisis Doctor, doesn't it? <laughs> well, spoilers for that for people that don't know. Oh, God. On set photos is David Tennant. Yeah, he'd have to be there. Well, he is. Yeah. Like, we know that. Yeah. But what's weird, right, Cal? Oh, no. Blue suit? <laughs> or brown suit? Different suit. Oh! With checks, not pinstripes. I hate it. I hate and it. And different long coat. Grey. Don't like it. And not all the way to his feet, just to like the... Just to the shin. No. You're not suggesting what I think you might be... What, what, what might. do you think I'm suggesting? Because <laughs> what a lot of people really wanted was Jodie Whittaker to regenerate into David Tennant again. There's one of two options I think that's going to happen in the 60th anniversary. Oh, no. I think... They are going to do a one-off episode mm-hmm. where one regeneration of the Doctor is David Tennant again. Like That's Jody Whittaker, Jody Whittaker turns into David Tennant, and then David Tennant regenerates into um, yeah, I forget the actor's N- name. Your boy, don't your boy, your boy, his name yet because you have, <laughs> haven't done any press with him. <laughs> your boy, f- who's excellent from Sex Education. Sure, I believe you. It's a great show, and he's yeah. excellent in it. But so him, David Tennant takes and then David over from Tennant. Jody Whittaker. David for the 60th anniversary special only, and then regenerates. And then into... David Tennant trips on a brick. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the reason that's my theory instead of Meta Crisis Doctor, which is the other option, right? Mm, yeah, is one we've seen. We see on set this Doctor, this Doctor David Tennant with Jodie's TARDIS, mm-hmm. and also on set we've seen Donna Noble and Wilfred. Mm. So if it was Meta Crisis Doctor, I'm not sure why they would be there. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, Meta Crisis Doctor has come back into the timeline. And that could be it too, right? But it also would be and weird it's since... it's universe, Donna. Yeah, it could be. But the mm. other weird thing is... Mm. Mm. Uh, Jodie Whittaker's regenerating the episode before the 60th? That's weird mm. if she... Because, like, there's no confirmation she's going to appear. Or any other Doctor's going to appear in it. So we might not be getting a traditional multi-doctor story. Mm. Well, see, this is what I was thinking. This is what was going through my mind, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just occurred to me this has some vague connection to that whole Romana, like, choosing her, what her face looks like thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could just have a, a 60th anniversary of just the Doctor revisiting as many faces as they can remember. That would be f- that would be kind of fun, actually. So, like, the whole story is, like, just a revolving door of actors. Oh, that'd be good, and, eh? But, but they're all wearing Jodie Whittaker's costume. Well, but that's the thing, right? Mm. David Tennant's not... It's not like it's Jodie Whittaker's costume. It's a different thing. It is a, it, it, it's like a weird alt-universe take mm. on his costume. So they're, they're doing Multiverse of Madness, but in Doctor Who. Could be that too. Look, I'd be down for that. I'm, I'm, I mean, we've seen multi, multi-universes before, 
But it's weird that we've never seen a alternate universe version of the Doctor. Mm. Actually, I say we've seen it before. We don't see that many alternate realities. We've done... There's Inferno from the John Pertwee era. You see, like, Evil Unit. Right. Uh, yep. Oh, well, Unit, but the Brigadier has an eye patch now. Because <laughs> he already had a beard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he had the, the moustache was gone. It was just the eye patch. Oh. I know. They couldn't just give him a goatee like Spock. Um, Excellent. And then there's... Um, and then there's the, multi, the multiverse stories in... Uh, in the new series, which we all know with Mickey and Ricky and etc. Yeah. But no multiverse version of the Doctor's ever appeared. Mm. So that could be interesting. I mean, but depending on which version of the canon we're talking about, there's so many reasons why the Time Lords would and wouldn't exist in an alternate. Correct. Yeah. Um, I do find it very funny that there's the potential that this is the only universe the Time Lords exist in. Because they fuck it up so badly in every other reality. This I mean, is the one eventuality that, where they exist. And they arguably don't anymore. Like, well, yeah. True. Like, Or do they? I don't, oh no, they don't. They, they're all Cybermen now. Oh yeah, and they always have been. Except for when they're not. No, no, no. No, that's humans. <laughs> oh, I see. Up until 2018. Right, yeah. The Time Lords, all the living ones were turned into Cybermen. Right. Including, I assume, died. all the children. Yeah, okay. Yeah, or no, you're right. All the rest of the dead humans... No, only the dead humans were made. Only the dead ones, right, okay. <laughs> but not the time ones, just the humans. Right, so most of the humans are Daleks. Most of the Daleks are Cybermen. Most of the Cybermen what? are the Master. Um... <laughs> How? You need to take a step back. Sam, this show needs to take a step back. Take a good fucking hard look at itself. Because half of that shit I didn't even make up for the, for the sake of stupidity. Right? I'm pretty sure at some point nearly everything that I said then was accurate. I'm trying to think if the Master's ever been a Cyberman. I don't think he... But the Master made Cyberman Time Lords. Regenerating, that he did do. Regenerating Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he did do. Mm. Yeah. And the, the Master also made everybody on Earth him so if there are any cybermen on earth at that point <laughs> I, they were also I do him. find it funny where people talk about modern who like it's, <laughs> like it's suddenly silly. like it's suddenly gotten silly <laughs> as if the last episode david tennant was ever in didn't involve the master literally making everyone on earth him yeah and then timothy dalton showed up and just said nah nah <laughs> <laughs> timothy dalton shows up and says should have gone for the head <laughs> And just fucking snaps it all away. Yeah. And then, because the di- because the master's made of a, of a dying body, he can shoot lightning bolts out his hands, and he zappity zaps the bad boy away. For those who can't see, I'm giving Cal a big thumbs up. Oh Jesus, McFuck! I think we needed this. I think we needed to. I think we needed Doctor a Doctor Who, Who episode. It's been it's been too long. It has because I, I forget because while I. I love Doctor Who. It has to be said. <laughs> I love it. And uh, it, it's sh- it is shit. Yeah. And every bit of it is terrible mm. and great mm. all at the same time. Because mm-hmm. um, for, yeah, for every the, egg, the moon is an egg, there's midnight. Yeah. And yeah, for every uh, time of the angels or whatever the fuck any of the other angels episodes are called. There's, there's a blink. There's blink. Yeah. 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 Dalek. For, for every episode... That has River Song in it that doesn't make any fucking sense. There's Silence in the Library. (laughs) (laughs) 
the river, the, the one river song episode that does make sense. <laughs> and his oh, actually, poor River. I love River. <laughs> she's so great, but fuck, do they just like? Oh my god! It, like Moffat just got as bad as J.J. Abrams, man. By the end, and I know by J.J. A- Abrams. Yeah. Scathing. That is scathing. J.J. Abrams is an absolute fucking hack. I agree, but uh, was Moffat derivative? Or did he just do too much? He set up mystery boxes with no satisfying way to pay them off. And then when he tried to pay them off, it was really stupid. And we went, that's really stupid. I suppose. In saying that, 50th anniversary was a banger. Oh, excellent. 50th anniversary was a banger. Until you watch it, thinking about it, as taking the piss out of David Tennant's doctor to, to boost up Matt Smith. Because that's all that movie does. I, it does, but to be fair... To be fair... All the multi-doctor stories do that. Oh, totally. Like, where where Peter Davison is the uh, is the only one in the five doctors to, like, think of the of the clever plan. I actually, no, no. That's a bad example. But I mean, I think that is, like, there's themes of that in the episode, that he's the most progressive, he's the smartest one, he's the one that's ready to go to take on any challenge, until they're trying to come up with the very last puzzle that Rassilon's left them. And then only the first doctor experienced that recently enough to remember I would argue mm. that that actor mm. was the first time he ever played the first Doctor mm. therefore he was actually the newest Doctor oh, fair in enough. that episode you get fucked <laughs> yep it's always the newest Doctor done which is going to be weird if we're going to go through this whole regeneration sleepiness stuff that that's a great idea if thing. they do that I think because mm. you could bring everyone back and doesn't matter how old they are. Because mm. it's just like, that's how the face appears in this version of the regeneration. But like, you could get David Bradley um, to, to be yep. very briefly up there. Bring Tom Baker back. And, and have him just be like, oh no, I feel like I've seen enough of this face even recently. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would love... Have, have real Tom Baker and then go, mm, yeah, that's not quite right. Uh, mm. <laughs> Different one. <laughs> Surely, mm. Paul McGann. Fucking hope so, man. It God won't damn be. it! It'll just be tenant. It'll only be tenant. It'll be the only one in it. Yeah. And the joke will be everyone will go back and re-edit like the two doctors, the five doctors, and all the other ones to just have David Tennant in them. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just go and put David Tennant's face on all of them. Actually, was that the last episode Susan appeared in? The five doctors. The five doctors might have been. Yeah. I know she appeared in the Big Finish stuff, but mm. like I'm pretty sure canonically she's currently on. Gallifrey with Romana. How crazy is it mm. that we're getting Tegan and Ace back mm. in the next episode of Doctor Who yeah, we're going to see? what? What is going on with I know that? we haven't spoken about Doctor Who and the Daleks in quite a while, but... Yeah. <laughs> tangents. This is Doctor oh. Who. You all know. You it's all made know. of tangents. It's made of... T- There's no main plotline. It's all B-plot. Um, I think that... Is that going to be the New Year's special this year? I don't know. Because it, it wasn't... I think I, it is, and I think that's her last one. I don't know what the specials are technically for. Like, I don't think they've been advertising like they are an Easter special or whatever. Yeah, that was the Sea Devil one. Oh, okay. What the fuck did that have to do with Easter? What did the Planet of the Dead have to do with Easter? No, it was the, um... Oh, no, it was Planet of the Dead. Uh, you said Planet of the Dead and my brain went Waters of Mars. <laughs> Much better, <laughs> better episode. Better movie. Um, but, um... I don't know. It had, like, it, it had the, the whole machine that goes ding... I'm on Easter. I can never find Easter because it keeps hopping around. <laughs> Line. He had an Easter egg. Yeah. And then he 
put it in his pocket and nothing else was acknowledged for the rest of the episode. And then I assume at some point after that episode's done, he's, you know, walking around an ancient Roman, like, market or something, you know, just getting himself a boba tea. And, uh... <laughs> Talk about how the Doctor was like, we can't be... You can't be my companion because you steal stuff for fun. Who was that? Remember, there it was, uh, Lady Cassandra or whatever... Oh, yeah. And she, like, stole something at the start of the episode. That's why she was on the bus running from the police. Did he say no to her? I thought she said no to him. No, she was like, where are we going? And ran up to the TARDIS. And he was like, "Mm -mm -mm." He let her go in the flying bus. But he's like, you're not coming with me Mm. in the TARDIS. And I'm like, that TARDIS that you stole... Because you were bored. (laughs) You hypocritical piece of shit. dude. But at that point... (laughs) At that point, we didn't know that that was necessarily why he stole it. We don't even know why he stole it, technically. Uh, we do. It's because Clara said, take that one. Yeah, but he but he still wanted to get away for some reason. I assume he was bored. I, mean, I assume that he found out that he was a weird interdimensional being. <laughs> I have a question for you that's yeah. related to Doctor Who and the Daleks. Yeah, the cool. movie we watched yeah. that's in HD. Hmm. How would you feel about hmm. them doing this now... They're making a Doctor Who movie that's an adaptation, so it's not in-universe, it's separate. How would you feel about that? Very good. I've said right from the beginning, just give it to the Americans. Like, let let them do a branched reality. Like, let the Doctor Who canon become so completely dissolved that it doesn't matter anymore, and then I won't have anything to complain about how it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's already the case, buddy. But they're pretending it's not. <laughs> Like, at least wear it on your sleeve, man. Put fucking, um... Put Childish Gambino in the TARDIS. Uh, Donald Glover would be an awesome choice. Totally! They wouldn't do it, though. No. They, they, they... You know who they'd get? Hugh Laurie. (laughs) He'd be the one British person in it. Oh my god. You know I'm right, don't you? put on an American (laughs) accent to do it. Because nobody who hired him would even know that he wasn't American. <laughs> Bullshit! Everybody said that about fucking Dr. House's American accent. There's no fucking way a real American would listen to that and go, yeah, that's, a, that's an American accent. I don't know. A lot of them do, like, Doctor Strange, with, you know, featuring God. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that's who they'd get. That's who they'd get. That's who they'd get. And they put him in the bow tie. Or, what's his name? Watson. Martin Freeman? I don't yeah. know. Martin Freeman feels like he's on the way out. People, I don't know, they keep... I I say on the way out, he's not Hollywood. Like, he's Mm. doing... Like, he he was in, like, Black Panther. Well, and that's the reason why he'd be be doing Doctor Who instead of... (laughs) How insulting would that be for a Brit, though? To play the Doctor, but not the real Doctor, the American (laughs) rip-off Doctor. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's how Paul McGann felt for a long time. True. Poor guy. Well, he rocked up on a set with like a shaved head and a de- like a leather jacket and was like, he was like, hey, why don't we do something a bit different with the doctor? And they were like, how about go fuck yourself, put on this wig, dickhead. And then the very next doctor was had a shaved head and wore a leather jacket. Oh, it's very funny. And like, it, it's funny watching the transition of Paul McGann in the radio series mm-hmm. from this like, like they, they refer to him in this like prissy dumb outfit like he's still wearing the Halloween costume he stole so funny. for some reason and it's like that's fine but yeah like they've canonically done that and they like mention what the TARDIS looks like and and that he's like oh well it's not actually my TARDIS controller and I inherited it from the last guy and like at some point they just go so why haven't you changed yet and he's like I just I don't know I just kind of like it at this point <laughs> <laughs> he looks much better in it 
mm. than Sylvester McCoy did, though. Yeah, totally, because it was his like it was built for him. Sylvester mm. McCoy actually, I I don't remember where I saw this interview. Mm. Um, I actually saw him live in Melbourne mm. like a decade ago, mm. more. So it could have been then. Um, but I remember um, he he said that really what they should have done to make that TV movie successful mm. was not have Sylvester McCoy in it. Mm. Have it just, here's the Doctor, here's the world, and bring Sylvester McCoy in like when it becomes a show mm. to like explain how it happened later. That way you don't spend half the movie with this really confusing plot mm. if you're new to Doctor Who. Mm. Imagine how confused you'd be mm. watching that if you'd never seen Doctor Who before. And if you if this movie was just we we met up we we were introduced to Grace first. Yeah. We had her whole life. She oh. comes into work one day and this this like weirdo on the table is begging not to be put under general anesthetic because it'll kill him. <laughs> I do in saying all that, I absolutely love that Sylvester McCoy, the like cunning like destroyed Scarrow Doctor just gets shot in an alley. Yeah, gets gunned down <laughs> in an LA alleyway. By some LA thugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also think it's one of the best regeneration sequences. Oh, totally. I think they nailed all that. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, but Peter Cushing... Peter Cushing plays such an interesting version of the Doctor too because he's such a he's such a sweetheart compared to William Hartnell's first Doctor who was so like not nice a real dick a very cold alien type of person the point of the character mind you yeah he's a little more grandfatherly this yeah. this Doctor and he, uh, I was saying to you when we were watching the show he has this really nice way of mirroring whoever he's talking to where he talks to Susan like she's a competent adult even though she's a child because she's very smart and she's very capable but he talks to Ian <laughs> like he's a fucking idiot because he is <laughs> yeah it's so good it's very good um, yeah and you, you can see this doctor having a lot of tricks up his sleeve mm. like pretending that you don't have mercury mm. just so you can explore a, a city yeah yeah that you saw off in the distance love it of course that's what a doctor would do it would it's very doctory he would, yeah. The themes of this movie are a little bit of their time, with the whole like, but if you don't fight the Nazis, if you don't, if you don't stop Germany, they'll, they'll kill you all. You have to fight. You need to get involved in World War Two. I mean, a, as an underlying thing. Uh, uh, if you want to like make it less literal, it could just be you can't just accept fascism. It's mm. a pretty good. Totally, but it, it's theme. it's almost antithetical to a lot of the ways that the Doctor is portrayed now, and like less so back then. But um, yeah, this whole idea of like the Doctor is this pacifist sort of character it isn't really a thing in old Who. Oh, he uses guns a lot. Yeah, and like he nearly murders Davros. Or and he travels around with Ace. His whole thing is blowing shit up. I fucking love Ace. Ace is great. I love Ace so and, much. Best companion. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, probably. I mean, up there. Definitely up there. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Top top five. Totally. And I think I think a lot of them sort of like... Because I haven't seen as much of Ace as I would like to. I feel like I have, but I don't remember very much. Uh, rem- you've seen Remembrance of the Daleks, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is just... <laughs> so good, man. It's one of the best. That yeah. was an anniversary special, actually, that one. Oh, okay. So that doesn't Well, because they go back to the junkyard. Yep. They go back to the school. Yep. That Susan went to. Yep. Um, obviously the Daleks. Hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, like Ace, Ace is great. I always have a soft spot for um, for Tegan. I J- love Tegan. Just wanting Australia's to get back- his own Tegan. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, like just wanting to get back to, <laughs> just wanting to get back home and and starting off being like, oh, you know, oh, we we kind of fucked up getting you there, and ending up being, ah, oh, just one more, ah, just one more. <laughs> it's really nice. Where does she end up though? She ends up like back in time or something, doesn't she? In she- London. Yeah, or is think, it their, or is it her time in London? I think it's her time in London, and she just goes, yeah, right. "I'm done with this" because there was too much killing this time. That was the first episode of Doctor Who I ever saw. Yeah, and so it's like it's just the Doctor and Turlo at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, like Nissa's already gone. Um, was Nissa gone at that point? I yeah, think so. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure the only people Adric on was the TARDIS, dead. Adric was dead. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the only people on the TARDIS was Tegan uh, yeah, and, and, and yeah, Turlo. Yeah, no, you're right. Fuck, he sucked, didn't he? <laughs> Poor guy. He was like, he, he was had like a whole arc. I think people. I think he was alright. But... Well, he was interesting because he was like, oh no, I'm professional. Because <laughs> he was being like controlled by a bad guy. Yeah. To like defeat the doctor. Mm. So it yeah. was interesting. Yeah, but then I don't think the they master, do very maybe? much with him. I can't remember. Yeah, I think that's the thing though. Like he had an interesting arc. I don't remember how it resolves though. It's been it... a very long time since I've watched that era. I think. Um... And I'm not, yeah, I'm more familiar with the Pertwee Baker eras because yeah. that's when I watched it live on like the ABC when it was airing in the early 2000s. Mm. Like it, that was the eras I saw mm. um, before I was banned from watching TV during the week. <laughs> Oof, man. I don't remember why. That's rough. Mm. Bummer days. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think by the end of Peter Davison's era, they were sort of struggling because I think that was about the time they got rid of Chameleon. Chameleon appeared in two episodes. Yeah. like, But he just, like, he turned up, they went, I don't know what to do with this character, and then they just literally covered him, like, shelved him. He's like, he appears in one episode. Somewhere. Like, he appears in an episode, he comes with the Doctor, mm. doesn't appear for, like, three or four episodes, including the 50th, mm. um, and then appears again and dies. It's, like, blown up or something. Yeah, okay. That's a bit of a shame. I was going to say, it would have just been funny if he had just walked out of, like, a corridor at some point. Uh, it, like, just in the TARDIS. And the doctor goes, how, how long have you been there? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> cool, well, come along. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll catch you up on the way. <laughs> Surely we get another robot companion. I, well, uh, not all. No, I want a canine-esque. I, I want a proper robot. Give too. me give me like an R2-D2-esque. Like, give me a funny robot. I know the doctor hates funny robots, but give me a funny robot. Yeah, I want a funny robot. I want a funny robot. Mm. Fuck, man. I know, I know I keep coming back to this, but while we're so off topic... <laughs> Um, yeah, and while we're talking about how everything's canon now, yeah, um, the animated Ninth Doctor, played by Richard E. Grant, yeah, what uh, was that? The one where they did the Sharda story? Uh no, I think Sharda was was Eighth Doctor, uh, but this is like a pilot, yes, for made, an animated for an animated Doctor Who right. series, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where he has a TARDIS shaped smartphone, but this is in two thousand five. No, not even in 2005, before 2005. So, like, smartphones weren't a thing. But he's got this, like, tablet that looks like the TARDIS on the back that he uses to, like, summon the TARDIS when he needs it. It's pretty cool. Really cool. The Master is... uh, has his brain trapped in a robot that looks like the Master that's stuck inside the TARDIS control room. Amazing. So he can never leave it. He sort of controls the TARDIS. So it's, like... It's like this weird sitcom sort of dynamic between the Doctor and the Master, and the Master hates the Doctor, but if the Doctor dies, that he's stuck in the TARDIS forever and he can't 
Absolutely give me something like that. Very funny, man. It was so good. I, I'm sure I've watched it. Mm. Um, speaking of making things canon, Curse mm. of Fatal Death. <laughs> yes. I've never considered it before. But it can be now. Canon. Yeah. I mean, it has more time travel in it than all of the rest of the show combined. <laughs> and, yeah, Curse of Fatal Death. Yeah. Like, that. that's canon. Timeless Child. Yeah. Can, can happen now, yeah. I think... Mm. Now this is going to sound <laughs> I think maybe mm. something good has come out of the timeless child. <laughs> and I think it's the fact that you can just straight up say all this extra shit canon. Canon now, yeah. <laughs> Cuz I think that's exceptional. <laughs> yeah. And I hope that however they choose to handle it, they I assume Davis is just not going to touch it. I hope he just doesn't touch it until he knows what to do with it. Mm. In the same way that Moffat didn't touch the Metacrisis stuff until mm-hmm. he knew what to do with uh, Matt Smith's era. Like, he... Mm. Like, he confirms that Matt Smith is the 13th Doctor, technically. The 13th Regeneration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Once he's sure that that's what he wants to do, once he knows what story he wants to tell with that character, a couple of seasons in... I think... Matt Smith left a season earlier than Moffat expected. Mm. I get that impression because I feel like they crammed a whole story arc into Matt Smith's final episode. Oh, they definitely did because I'm pretty sure he left to do um, Terminator Genisys. You left to do Hollywood, and you know yeah. what? Fair enough. Sure. I mean, why would you? Continue he wanted to, to do movies. Why would you continue to be a beloved TV character when you could go and play uh, the bad guy in Morbius, the highest grossing movie of all time? Yeah, or, or the physical embodiment of Skynet in Terminator Genesis. Yeah, the best Terminator movie. Or nothing else, only to go back to British television in the sequel series to Game of Thrones. Pretty keen, though. Have you seen the new Iron Throne? It's more like the book depiction of it. Like, it's a whole staircase leading up to a thing covered in, like, melted swords. Yeah, okay. It's pretty cool. Cool. (laughs) How mm. fucking dare they Mm. make me... Intrigued by Game of Thrones again. Yeah. How fucking dare they? <laughs> Assholes. Assholes. But, and that's the thing, man. Matt Smith is so. I, he can't not come back for the 60th, surely. Well, I would, I would hope he would, but I mean, if he's busy making House of the Dragon. <laughs> surely that's all already made at this point. I mean, maybe. It is coming out this year, I think. <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm just like, way more interested in House of the Dragon than I am in the Lord of the Rings show, mm. which I just. Hardcore don't care about. Fair enough. I'll probably watch it. The Lord of the Rings is so hard to digest. I don't know how so many people are, are big fans of it. Not that it's bad, just that it's really hard to get it's into. dense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how far through this recording are we? 53 minutes. Cool, so we should probably wrap this up. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? we got so much more to say on Doctor Who and the Daleks. We do. The cover art on the Blu-ray. Beautiful. Amazing. It's like that old school pop mm. art. Um, Very Lichtenstein. Amazing. And mm. we've I learned by Googling that they're doing Dalek Invasion of Earth 2150 AD. And we're definitely covering it because that is a much better movie. <laughs> well, and I haven't seen that one either. Mm. So I'll get that one on Blu-ray too. Like, it's, we'll do a little watchy. Do, like, The Walking Dead, right? I sort of... I've heard of it. Like, a, a, a more... I nearly said grounded and I vomited a little bit in my mouth. Um, but like, I, a... Humans surviving a Dalek invasion sort of like short story mm-hmm. would be really fun. Like just working class, normal fucking people 
dealing with a Dalek invasion. And that question I asked you about a Doctor mm. Who movie, mm. I think that's what you do. Yeah. Well, if that was um, if that was the the parting of the ways movie or whatever but without the doctor bit mm. without the doctor his companions it's the daleks versus the army okay so every doctor gets a trilogy every doctor gets a trilogy yeah yeah there's in like because peter cushing got two yeah so you know he's the first doctor or whatever what three stories do you tell let's just do let's just do new who like we're not going to go through all fucking, uh, all of them well they it's funny you say that because they were originally going to make a third one mm. Um, based on The Chase, which mm. was the third Dalek story. I'm pretty sure that was, I'm right on mm. that. Um, testing my Doctor Who knowledge now, <laughs> which is too much. I used to, I had the Doctor Who episode guide book, mm. which had like detailed descriptions on every episode, the plot of all of them. Mm. I had memorized the order as mm. a kid. I was that into it. Mm. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what, uh, what stories, what three episodes of... Uh, of season one of, of um, fuck of Chris Fairclaston. Yes, I was so close. Now to... here's the thing, right? What I think works mm. with Peter Cushing is he, mm. the the through lines of the Daleks. Mm. So I think you need a villain through line. Mm. Eccleston's a hard one mm. because the only vi- recurring villain is Le- the Slavine. Mm. But actually. A, like, political thriller of the Doctor trying to uncover, like, these aliens that have, like, got into the British government mm. and are controlling it from the inside. Mm. And a little bit more serious of a take mm. without the farting. That'd be pretty good. Mm. The Slovene as these, like... Remember, like, when they cut between the bad puppets and, the like, the bad CGI from mm. the Slovene? Yeah. Like, they're, like, running these, like, gallops. Mm. And then it cuts to, like, the suits and they're, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine like really crisp, like almost horror Slovene, like peeling off the skin. You can have blood and like mm. the goo as they like expand. I think that would actually be sick. I think mm. you do the Slovene for Christopher Eccleston. Look, I... And you could do a three-parter mm. of, you do it like the Godfather. You have one, which is the, you know, the, the, the first part of the infiltration. The second one, which is the World War Three, just mm. avoiding it. And then the bad third one, which just has one Slovene in it, and it's their backing government somehow. So that that's pretty cool. I don't I don't mind that, but it does feel like a waste to not use Dalek and and the finale. Yes, but mm. we've seen Daleks in the Peter Cushing movies. Fair enough. And mm. I think you're right, mm. but I, I the, my main thinking is what could be improved by a movie? It's like a movie budget. Mm. I'm not sure how much you can improve. Dalek and Parting of the Ways. Mm. No, is that Parting of the Ways? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, I, I think obviously it would look better and it would be big. And But I think um, you could make a really great movie out of the plot mm. of those stories mm. expanded into a bigger narrative. Well, and obviously if you're isolating the story, the Doctor is meeting Rose for the first time at the start of it. You do a little bit of maybe... You do like... Maybe she doesn't work in a shop. She's like a low-level political person. Like, just as like pointless of a job as, you know, make it like a secretary or something. Mm. And she sees something and the Doctor saves her, just like he does in Rose, mm. but it then relates directly to the story. That's what I would do for a Christopher Elkston I, I think, movie. I think you've sold me. <laughs> um, because... Because I, th- I think you're 100% right. The Slovene are the main thing that would benefit... 
from having a bigger budget. Yeah. And honest, and that, um, that final like conversation with, um, with her at the at the dinner table, um, in um, in Boomtown, mm. is is a really like kicks your heart in the dick sort of moment. Yeah. So like, if that happens sort of halfway through the second movie or whatever, or because mm-hmm. I don't think you do that as the big finale for the end. No, no, you, you do you do the you the big finale is the World War Three blowing up of the yeah the building and but obviously you just you stretch it out you make the infiltration you you mm. you learn a bit more as it goes mm. you it's do sort of, more with the pig yeah which is such an interesting idea that they're already here mm. and they've sent a like a fake ship to crash mm. oh it's so ripe for a really like I, I, that that story is good in Doctor Who right but mm. it's it does get you know, the, the farting so silly, mm. and I know it's meant to be, mm. but yeah, but like yeah, I I wouldn't even necessarily get rid of the farting <laughs> or whatever. Like if you really wanted to work it in, you but, could. But I I I'm imagining horror esque Slovene, yeah, which I think well, the farting would undercut a bit more like the um fucking starfish that transform into people. You don't know whether they're amongst you or not. Fiftieth anniversary people. The Zygons? Zygons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're a little a bit invasion, more like of a... The, invasion of the Body Snatchers-esque. Yeah, well, and mm-hmm. lean into this idea that the humans now are open to this idea that there are aliens in the world. Yeah. So the second trilogy, the David Tennant trilogy, yeah. um, can be more like the Doctor can have a bit of a public presence as an alien that, and people understand That's interesting. that he's an alien. What do you do for the David Tennant era? That's so hard, man, because there's way more of it. Yeah, but I've got the answer for you. And Go hit me. the master. Yep, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. Because that gra- that finale is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Get John Sim back. He will do the it. The end of time finale mm. could be hella improved mm. by a through line. Mm. Uh, I think you drop the political stuff mm. because mainly because we've just done that in the previous trilogy with the mm. Slovene. Yeah. Um, which is a reoccurring theme in Doctor Who of like mm. British politicians getting taken over or replaced by. Mm. But what I think you do is you do the utopia end of the world thing, mm-hmm. the end, of, and I think you make the end of time. You make the you, you kind of combine those stories. So instead of the time lords coming through at the end of end of time, mm. it's the humans from the future coming through, and you still do that whole stuff. Mm. But you make it about. But you kind of combine the stories. It's the master working with this billionaire. You can make it almost a satire on modern capitalism, <laughs> yeah. you know, because you know I love a theme about capitalism bad. Mm. Uh, so that's that's my pitch for the David Tennant trilogy. Well, and because that's really what they tried to put at the heart of David Tennant's finales. Yeah, like, like yeah. Eccleston's was the Daleks, mm-hmm. um, but the heart of the David Tennant era was his relationship with the Master. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really good way to go. Do you put in all three companions, or do you just keep one throughout the whole life? I think you have one, and I think you keep Rose. And then you give her the ending that Donna gets? That's interesting. She doesn't really have that ending, though, in the Master storyline. I think you kill Rose. Okay. Or um, she gets trapped in the at the end of time, like she seals the gate or something. You know when... The, when uh, when, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack, Captain mm. Jack is like blowing up the TARDIS to like, you know, mm. undo the paradox. You have her sacrifice herself to save the day kind of thing, maybe. Yep. Fair 
Fair enough. Um, I think you could even have Jack, Captain Jack from mm. the Slitheen story, uh, keep ha- put him in that story and have him carry over. Make him be the through line. Make of him all of these trilogy. Uh, yes, but he's now a slapstick character <laughs> that uh, is dumb and falls over stuff and so so very straight. <laughs> Or you flip it, and it's like he's just—he's not. He's, there's no buy. There's no. He's just. He's just. He's straight gay. <laughs> straight gay. Mm-hmm. He's not bi. He's straight gay. Excellent terminology. Yes. Language um, is bad. Matt Smith, let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay. I was very sure on those two, Matt Smith, because you want to do Pandorica. The gut reaction is to do Pandorica. Well, then you can have all these villains come back in a one, can't you? Mm. Well, and but you could, I think... Mm, I think you could almost do it out of order and end with the Pandorica. Yeah, but... Because, like, that was one of the best... That's the best finale he's gotten. I think what you do for Matt Smith mm. is you do the River Song story. Which is, again, the, the, the heart of that thing. Yeah. But it was so, like... It's because handled so bad. So I do you think, start no, with Science in the Library. You just start with Science in the Library. With oh, Matt okay. Smith. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> oh, I'm loving this now. It's so much better when it's contained to one fucking doctor, isn't it? <laughs> Holy shit, man! Yeah, cool. All so right, I think go. you, I think you take the Science of the Library story, give it to Matt Smith, because this trilogy, sorry, Matt Smith, is about River Song. Mm. So you have the end of her life. Mm-hmm. I think you then do the middle of her life is the the middle one, and then the end, uh, then the st- or yeah, and then the start of her life is the end one. So I would actually do the mm. Pandorica second, mm. and I would do let's do let's kill Hitler third. Interesting. Do you have Amy and Rory the whole time? Uh, it's Rose and Captain Jack, it's and still... they've gotten together. <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn it! So he's oh, not gay. So... He's straight, straight. That's so bad. <laughs> That's well, I'm just, fucking I'm like, awful. I'm just thinking in like the time of like if we're making these movies, <laughs> you want some through line if we're not if we don't have the doctor. Mm, I mean, it, it oh, fuck that is hard to do, but like yeah, I think because that that's a bit of the or, heart of the end of the Pandorica is or mm, you just drop the Amy and Rory part of that story because honestly I know, that's the worst bit of because I know the big reveal is that she's like. That she's Amy and Rory's that daughter. That she's Amy and Rory's daughter. Mm. But I think you can make that reveal something else. Because it really doesn't make sense for her to have the... like The toll giving her Time Lord powers and making her the daughter of two normal fucking humans is a bit weird and not... Like, isn't really explained too well. Like, because... I think, I think it's sort of hinted at that there's a bit more genetic fuckery going on with the people who are making River Song to try yeah. and make a, an anti-doctor. And actually, come to think of it, I think you drop the Pandorica opens. I know that that's... The, but but I'm going to say what I said about Dalek. Is it improved by being a movie? Maybe not. And I think you instead do um, uh, A Good Man Goes to War. A Good Man Goes to War is a fucking banger. And I think... I know that has like the team-up. Mm. But I think you do the team up in in a movie scale mm. and bring well, I, characters that you've introduced through these other movies. In, in in the previous two trilogies, we could have introduced Madame Vastra and all these other people before. Totally. And, um, yeah. And, you know, if we've done... We, we've got Rose and Jack. 
Um, if you if you're doing the master through line, you got tons of characters you can introduce there. Tons you could have you know bring back Harriet Jones, mm. uh, but she's a, she's like a Sarah Connor badass. Like she's been getting ripped this whole time now. <laughs> Uh, she she lost the job. I'm Harriet Jones. <laughs> Harriet Jones, former prime minister. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's number two, and then let's kill Hitler. I think is number three, um, hmm. where um, where you find out why you know all the stuff about you know the the timeline, and I think maybe you you uh, you imply like. If, if assuming between these trilogies the Doctor's regenerating, mm. or are we assuming it's the same Doctor? No, the the Doctor's regenerating. Okay, I think. then I think the the reveal is that she's responsible for his regeneration, mm. and that's the thing that she's wanted for mm. across these other stories. Yeah. Okay, and and we just make it so that way the actual story is that they that she does have to kill the Doctor. Yes, and that that's it. Like, there's no end of the universe. No time breaking, yeah. no Amy and Rory is, is, is and she's their daughter, which was a great twist, mm. but messy. Mm. I think this would be cleaner, mm. and and you make it a and you make it a, essentially a romance across space and time. Do that like crossover stuff that they they hinted at but didn't mm. double down on necessarily. Mm. That's yeah. my pitch for the Matt Smith era. Cool, I love it, Peter Capaldi. Ooh, it's getting harder. It is getting harder, <laughs> isn't it? Because he's got fucking Clara's whole bullshit to, to wrap so up. So no Clara. Yeah. Cool. So we just go with a completely new well character? Or do we introduce Amy and Rory or somebody like that here? Well, or you have Jack still. I don't yeah. know. Is Jack still around? Maybe he died. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Um, uh, you could have... You could introduce Bill. I love Bill. Away. Just... I think Bill's a really good character. Um, have him teaching at Coal Hill or whatever. Like, just start him there. I think that's good. Make her... Yeah, make her... I would have him teaching at the university. Mm -hmm. And... um, Because Bill's a student there. I'm going to pitch a retcon here to my own existing... Let's go. I love this headcanon. The twist for River Song is not Mm. that she's... This is pulling two trilogies together, though. I take it back. No, it's fine. I I think what you do Mm -hmm. is Cybermen. What, for... for... For Peter Capaldi. Because we haven't done Cybermen yet. Yeah, that's a good point. And they go hard on Cybermen in his era. And we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you do them... <laughs> you do them better than any of the Cybermen stories that they had. Well, and I think because here, right, especially when you've got this, like... Because, like, the the big finale that you can go with is the, is the spaceship stuck at one end. Yep. Yeah. So it, you can have all of the upgrades that we see the Cybermen get happening across the whole timeline. Yeah. Which we don't be... quite get in, mm-hmm. in that finale. So we can get up to um, the the Cybermen on the Moon, the Neil Gaiman story. Yeah. Uh, where they're like yeah, where everything's nanobots and crazy by the end. So this doctor's gotta come up with new ways to fight these things constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. So I, I think, yeah, do you do a basically a um, 10th planet story to start off like do you go that far back you could or, you or could. do you do the alternate universe thing the the cybers industry cybermen just you, in peter capaldi's era you could do that as well mm. um i oh there's lots of good options there the cybermen are very dynamic mm. um i almost wonder if you missy do we have? i don't think you have any missy 
Okay. I think you don't pull the master mm. from the Tenon era. Mm. I think you leave the master. I think you leave Missy and behind. I really love Missy as a character, but I think in these. But I don't think in, if we're talking about can... a standalone movie trilogy. Yeah. I think the Cybermen as villains are enough. Yeah. And I think pulling some ideas from so the first Cyberman story in that is the Missy Dark Water one. Mm. Dark Water is that what it's called? Yeah, it is. Um, I think you do. I think you merge that with the invasion from Patrick Troughton's era. Mm. You can have Unit in there, have the Doctor work with Unit, whatever. Mm. Um, have Bill be there. Mm. Uh, then do yeah. Then you could pull like um, the Matt Smith. You know Neil Gaiman Cyberman story mm. for the second one, and do like you know show early Cybermen invading Earth, what they become as humanity continues to fight them throughout history, mm. um, and then the last one is the last refuge of the Cybermen, and mm. you see like you said the full timeline of the Cybermen leading to their ultimate resurgence as a species, mm. which um, could be interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sold on all that, but I th- I think you do Cybermen because I, I think that is partly why like because in doing this dumb thought experiment, we've kind <laughs> of uncovered why the Peter Capaldi era has some problems. The other one is Missy. You do Missy. I'm just thinking that if you do Missy as the three part through line, we're just doing we're just doing the, the master the, the master again. Yeah, and and th- yeah, that is part of the problem. The other thing we could incorporate is something more from the girl in the fireplace and the clockwork people at the start. Just merge that into the Cybermen story. Make super basic mm, Cybermen, like Cybermen, clockwork like Cybermen, yeah. That then lead into, and instead of doing the, sh- the ship at all with the mm. time disparity, mm. it's just three evolutions of the Cybermen mm. um, that the Doctor fights throughout history mm. um, with Bill or. Mm. Whoever. I I think you throw Bill in there straight away. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you turn Bill into a Cyberman? That's grim, but yeah, I think that's the horror of it all. That's what makes the Cybermen awful. And that's, that's what makes that's that the, whole thing. That's the second movie like cliffhanger, right? That's yeah, the Empire we, Strikes Back. How do we fix this whole situation? It's like it's not I am your father. It's I am Bill. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what happens when you fail counter pitch time travel we start with the super advanced cybermen Mm -hmm. then we go to the slightly less advanced cybermen but bill gets assimilated at the end Mm -hmm. so the doctor goes even further back to the cyberman origins Mm. to try and save bill before she even gets assimilated right so we just do we do it in completely reverse order yeah and and yeah because then we can do a bit more of a like once we understand how this assimilation process works and stuff we can sort of undo it yeah yeah and and I think there's something interesting about it, about doing that whole do I have the right mm. to wipe this species out story mm. that Tom yeah. Baker got with yeah. Genesis of the Daleks. Mm. And I think you can do something interesting there with that reverse storytelling in the realm of um, Fear Street and stuff like that where ultimately we just end up coming back to the story of the first yes. movie yep. and fixing shit, doing it properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I write all, yeah, yeah. all that. that. I cool. think that's... I think I that's... It. I think that actually works for the Peter Capaldi era. Jodie Whittaker. The Tooth Face Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us to Twitter's video shop. <laughs> no, actually, I think... Because um, we haven't done Daleks yet. Well, Peter Cushing's movies exist. 
True, true, true. Yeah, but, but this, this is the, the yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, because are we going to do Patrick Troughton and all these other characters? Let's assume this, none of that this exists. This could be a whole episode. Because now Sam and Cal pitch Doctor Who movies. Oh, well, because <laughs> now we can actually do some of the more interesting Dalek stories with a Doctor that never got a chance to really use them properly. Mm. I think just take any fucking Dalek story from the early shit, like from the earlier stuff. Give it to Jodie Whittaker and just have her reprise the classics. I think that's fine. What were her Dalek stories? Just yep. the the, <laughs> there was the, the one New where Year, they the had, New Year's specials. Yeah, the one where the Dalek is out of the the suit and like controlling people. Yeah, like, clinging onto the which back I, of the I head. didn't mind. It, it was all right. Not bad, but it's it makes the Daleks not. It's not scary for the reasons Daleks are scary. Yeah, like, well, there's the Jack, the Captain Jack episode. Mm. New Year's special where this it's like there's like the inferior Daleks on Earth fighting the. I think that's the same one. No, that's a different one. It's a follow. It's like a direct follow on. Oh, okay. But yeah, there's the lone like Dalek, Dalek and then there's yeah. the Dalek, and then there's the Dalek time loop one. Yeah, time loop one's okay. I think you probably could work that into a like a um, movie length. Yeah, Groundhog, Groundhog Day, Day with a ticking time bomb. I think that's a there's a lot of potential there that is not used in that. And I would scrap every character that's in it and write a completely new thing. Yeah, you're just taking the idea of Dalek time loops. Because if you do Dalek time loops, die hard. Where Jodie Whittaker is crawling through air ducts and shit just to try and get the perfect timeline <laughs> to save all her friends. And, yeah. And, and, and and yeah, ultimately defeat the Daleks in this in this one situation. Be, be, yeah, because they've created this time loop thing. Like, you can do big, crazy... Like action that's still a bit grounded, not not really silly. Make it, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I think you do Die Hard in a time loop with Jodie Whittaker. I've got a counter pitch. Yeah, Flux. <sighs> yeah, okay. I think mm. the idea of an internet I- interdimensional being mm-hmm. that was imprisoned mm-hmm. by the Doctor's species mm-hmm. that gets out when they. A demised mm. really interesting actually very good idea like that's that's something that that's a trope that's used so often and we could actually use it to explore a bit of the doctor's past because we've hinted at it at this point with stuff that we've done with the master yeah yeah and i think doing a real because i didn't mind flux but having the tardis get all fucked up do that have an outcome mm. <laughs> for it really interesting mm. um I wouldn't have the time jumping necessarily. I would have it a, a more straightforward, you know, good versus evil. I mean, you could have it through time, but maybe like give them an antithesis to time travel, mm. whatever that would be. Mm. Um, what's the opposite of time travel? Not time travel. Like freezing shit, I guess, like locking it away. That would be interesting if they had the ability to lock times. Like, we're talking, like, fixed point in times, but they could, like, create fixed points in time. Mm. Like, they could go in, change something, and lock it so that is stuck as it is and the Doctor can't fix mm. the, the damage they're doing. That's with the story. They're damaging time and locking it, and the Doctor has to find a way to fix time without going into the point where it gets fucked. Mm. Something like that. I don't know. And then you have the TARDIS getting, like... Say the TARDIS is tied to time, so it's getting fucked up because time's getting fucked up. Well, and you make it getting... just a super straight... Mm. Like, Doctor Who always gets a little too messy when time breaks. Mm. But just make it a little bit more linear in the way you tell it. And, well, because you can go... Like, who the first people you'd suspect in that situation is time lording back somehow. Yeah. Um, and you can do her sort of exploration of, like, 
who she is, her connection to the Time Lords and the Time War and all that sort of stuff that we've set up in the previous shit. Yeah. Um, and, and go, well, no, it's not them. It's the consequences of their actions. And I think you set up all that, like, Time Lord context in the the master stuff mm. and maybe the um the humans coming through from the end of time at mm. the end of that story are actually time lords you don't do it as humans like in the original story you have mm. the masters fucked up the time lords at the end of time mm. is bringing them through mm. and you don't have them the little firing balls of laser you do a mix of the masters the t- president of gallifrey in at the end of time and mm. they come back yeah. to like i think that actually is probably so, how you so you've got dyed blonde hoodie master like operating the machinery while like infinity gauntlet big collar master is coming through yeah something and, like and that and he's named himself rassilon and yeah, yeah something like something like that like like yeah. the the master is you know and and you bring the time lords in that way and then they get it so you know this this story would be like you know mm. the antithesis to that and then yeah you think the time lords are coming back there's hints that the Time Lords have returned mm. that you can set up based on what we know from that. Mm. And then it's revealed that it's not the Time Lords. It's this, you it's, know, the Dark Lords or whatever. Or, or it's this, it's this terrible separate, name. It's this separate being. It's the yeah. Timeless Child taking revenge on the universe that the Time Lords live in. Calling them the Timeless Child is, yeah. if they are able to, like, lock, lock time, yeah. excellent name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's... All the Doctor Who trilogies for the new era. I honestly think that's a... Like, we've actually done better work there than we've ever done on the podcast before. I was going to say, that really got my creative... That really got my, like, creative juices flowing. I I was hoping for you to say something stupid like usual and for me to go, no, 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 no. Here's what you do. Yeah. Like usual. But instead... I nailed it every time, (laughs) didn't I? You fucking hit it out of the park, man. It's almost like I'm really good at storytelling. It's like my whole thing, Cal. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing with that? Well, all these... You yeah, you're that? holding up your microphone. Yeah, with my, with my, yeah, my, my, my lovely three hundred page book is currently being used as a mic stand. <laughs> Tweet us that video shop pod, and maybe Sam will send you the first three chapters. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No, not Fair for enough. now. Not yet. Maybe one day. Well, get fucked then. Don't tweet us at video shop pod. <laughs> tweet us at video shop pod. What's your pitch for a Doctor Who movie? Maybe we'll come back and do this for do, the pick, pick any Doctor. Put a trilogy together. Give us your pitch. That's what we want to know. And maybe we'll do the rest of the doctors. Yeah. As an as a, as an episode. Just a standalone episode. What are you doing yeah. next week? For the podcast? Yeah. Well that that, that I guess. All done. <laughs> Alright. See you then where we do buddy uh William Hartnell through to Paul McGann. Lock it in, baby. <laughs> That's so Let's go. many. It took, how long did it take us to do that? About half an hour. Okay, fair enough. That's not too bad then. We could yeah. probably do it. Half an hour for four is not Five. Yeah. Five. I, I am so... I and mean, we I, didn't even touch the War Doctor. Oh, we didn't touch the War Doctor. So we'll do the War Doctor next week. Oh, yeah, fair enough. All right. Even though that one's just the Time War, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's just the Time <laughs> War trilogy. But that's all right. I want to see that. It's totally fine. But Show me the, the, the Nightmare Child or Yeah, all the, that the could have been Kings and the, yeah, the Never Wers. Yeah. Show me all those things that were just random words Davis came up with, like... Probably on the day of shooting. It uh, sounded badass as fuck. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Uh, All right. See you, nudes. That's the line. <laughs>